the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today, and it is great to be with you right here on this hour of our program. And I encourage you to join us. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear from you. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? What are your plans or what are your predictions for 2022? Do you got any? Do you look forward to this year and you go, I think this is going to happen this year? One of the things that was fascinating to me a couple of weeks ago was that, and this turned out to not exactly be be right, but it was kind of sort of right. The story was going around that NASA was looking for theologians so they could have some kind of answer for what to do in case they discover alien life. And I thought, how do I get on that team? How do I get to be one of those people? I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who's just sitting there going, I don't care. You know, so what? We'll, we'll share Jesus with them. You know, maybe they already know. You know, it's a, it's a funny thing. And apparently it was, it was brought up because of this new telescope that they're launching. That they're going to put a million miles away from Earth, and it's on its way there. What they're claiming is that they're going to be able to look all the way back into time at the Big Bang. And uh, wouldn't it be funny if they look back in time and, like, Jesus is just sitting there waving at them? What would they do? But I think what they believe is they're going to be able to get a closer look at maybe some of the exoplanets that are out there. Maybe we're going to see civilizations roaming around on there. You know, what do you think about that? Do you think it matters? Did you know that C.S. Lewis, even Charles Spurgeon, suggested that maybe there is, is alien life form out there? I don't know where it comes from, this notion that if there were, and I'm not saying there were, this is not the late night, after, you know, middle of the night program. If it was, then we would probably be a little bit more keen to the idea of aliens, if you ever listen to those programs in the middle of the night. But uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that it doesn't matter. You know, God, we know that God created other beings. There's angels, cherubim, you know, that God's been creating. Maybe he's got some uh, other group out there. You know, maybe they've got a Bible that says Jesus died for your sins on planet Earth. I have no idea, but I don't think it's a crisis. And my friends, whatever comes about this year, don't let it become a crisis for your faith. But if it is a crisis for your faith, explore it. And don't just take people's word for it, but get into the word of God and really see what it says. What I find is that when people have a crisis of faith, it's usually because they had a belief or an expectation about God that does not come from Scripture at all. It either came from their own mind or it came from a pastor somewhere who had some notion or idea or it had some some promise of God promised to them that uh, would never happen, you know, and uh, there are a lot of those out there. What do you think is going to happen this year? Do you think we're going to find uh, find aliens? Uh, probably you shouldn't call me about that, but 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Would love to hear from you about what you think is going to happen or what are your resolutions? What do you hope to accomplish yourself? And it's worth talking about that. So that's what we're going to do. I want to encourage you to listen every day. We're here Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 
uh, live in Los Angeles. It's 3 to 4 live in San Diego, but they replay the second hour usually from 2 to 3 in San Diego. You can go to the KKLA website, kkla.com, if you're in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area. Some great information there, but I encourage you to download the app or the kprz.com uh, website if you're in San Diego. Download the app, and you can listen to this program and everything else on our fine stations all the time. And wherever you are, even if you use an Alexa device or other device, just say, Alexa, turn on KKLA. I like saying that on the radio because I know that some of you are at home and you're listening on your TV or on your, your computer. And when I say, Alexa, turn on KKLA, it, it, it makes your, your Alexa turn on and turn on something else. You know, Alexa, turn off the porch light. See, I just turned off like 1,500 people's porch lights just by saying that. It's a little creepy. Maybe you think something creepy is going to have this year. There's a lot of things uh, going to happen this year. There's a whole lot of things going on uh, in our world. It's an election year. How do you see that playing out? Uh, who's going to win? What do you think? 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the phone number. I hope that you had a great uh, holiday. And I haven't been with you since the week before Christmas. And I think maybe you're affected by this, probably. It seems like everybody's sick. Do you feel like everybody's sick? It, maybe it's just in my, my world that I'm in. But all of my plans got canceled, all of them, for Christmas and for New Year's. We bought a big old ham. And our plan for, for Christmas was to make that ham and to have people over at the house and then uh, we were going to go out to Arizona where my parents probably bring the leftover ham because we got a big old ham. That's what we like to do. It was, it was very exciting. Well, I mentioned before Christmas that my, uh, my dad came down with COVID. He got it pretty bad. And uh, the week before Christmas, it canceled our trip out there. My dad's doing fine today, by the way, just to update you. He got those monoclonal antibodies. Uh, right, he got it right away. A funny story is my dad... You know, my parents, a new issue I have with them is they don't go to the doctor about anything. You know, it's like they cut their foot off and they're bleeding, but, uh, you know, it'll scab up. They're that type of person, right? I have to encourage them. No, no, that's not normal. You should go to the doctor. So they actually went. My dad had this little cough, and my dad has some lung problems, so he is somebody who is definitely in jeopardy because of COVID-19. So I was glad. I was glad that he went. They said, yep, you got the COVID. They stuck the needle in him, gave him the antibody treatment. And I'll tell you what, in a couple days, he was a lot better. Well, my mom, she asked for a test. This is kind of how crazy everything is, right? She asked for a test and they said, no. And she said, what do you mean? She, they said, do you have any symptoms? She said, no, I don't have any symptoms. Well, we're not going to test you. Okay. So she goes home. Well, a couple days later, I'm talking, my dad sounded a little better, but now my mom sounds horrible. And she's coughing and hacking on the phone. And I'm like, Mom, you have COVID. And she goes, no, no, I don't. I'm fine. No, Mom, you're not fine. Whatever the case is, you are not fine. You're hacking and coughing. And uh, she says, well, they won't give me a test. I said, what do you mean they won't give you a test? And she said, well, they told me they won't test me because I don't have any symptoms. I said, Mom, you got symptoms now. Go get tested. And uh, she finally agreed. She called her doctor. Her doctor said, yep, 99%, you got COVID. Why don't you come in? She comes in and they said, yep, we think you got the COVID. We're going to hook you up with the antibodies, but we're going to test you first. They do a test and they determine she doesn't have it. She just had a bronchial infection, but no COVID. So she's doing a little bit better. Uh, and I thank you for your prayers. I know that some of you pray uh, for us about that. I really appreciate that as we brought it up before. But anyway, that changed our Christmas plans. And I was still going to make our big ham on Christmas Day. We had a great Christmas Eve service, by the way, at our church. We were just blessed by it. I hope that you had that opportunity. 
I know there's a lot of uh, people maybe feeling uncomfortable going out and different things, and you got to make your own determination about that. But if you were able to be a part of one, I hope it was a blessing for you. Um, it was great. You know, I would say that for, for us, maybe the pandemic has been two of the best Christmas Eve services we've ever had. God is blessing uh, that way in such a, a wonderful way. Anyway, so I'm, I'm making the ham. And the other thing that we do is we start to invite random people over because we got plenty of ham. I don't want to eat that ham all the time. And uh, nobody would come over, mostly because they were sick. And some had COVID. Some were just sick with colds and flus and other things going on. And then uh, Christmas Day came, and uh, we're, kids are having a good time. And I said, do you want the ham? I don't want to make it. She said, my wife said, no, let's not make it. So I think we had Christmas quesadillas or something. And throughout the week, we had plans for New Year's Eve, and that ended uh, because the family that was going to be hosting us and a bunch of other people, they got COVID, and they're a young family, too. They got it, and uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, All the kids got it. I haven't really known any kids to have it at all uh, until now, and the kids are fine. They have, like, no symptoms. They just came up positive on the test, and the husband's got it, but uh, the wife was very sick, 105 fever, and uh, she's pretty young. And uh, she's doing okay, but uh, it was it was rough. Are you noticing that there's just an awful lot going on right now with this? Changed our New Year's plans. We made plans with one other couple. Then their daughter got sick, not COVID, but just flu. And then we made New Year's plans with another couple. And once again, the kids were sick. And so New Year's Day, I made the ham. After about six different tries to make the ham with different people, made it just for the four of us, my wife and James and John. And for the last four days, I've been eating nothing but ham. And I think that I'm very salty because of it. It's a very tasty but very salty ham, and uh, I'm kind of in a salty mood. It's kind of where I think I have been uh, all of this time. Anyway, I hope that you are feeling well, and I think that we are in a place where uh, hopefully we're not going to have government shutdowns, but we might just have shutdowns of of companies and places just because people aren't feeling well. Uh, So get well. Let's pray for each other. And uh, let's hope that this is the the last part of this COVID thing. What are your predictions for 2022? What are your resolutions? What have you said you're going to do for yourself? Is it working? How far along are you? Have you actually taken steps to do those things? I said in the last hour that most people take about 12 days before their resolutions are completely canceled. Uh, And I've joked, you know, whatever, the fourth today, and you're probably already two days behind on your Bible reading plan. Well, I want to give you something, and I'd love to hear your input on this. You can call me at 888-52-TALKS, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-5282-557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can also email me now, by the way, at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Anything you want to send, your thoughts, or uh, something you want me to read, go ahead and send me that at at, uh, SoCalLiveKKLA.com. I won't promise you that I'm going to read it, you know, but I am the host. I, I might read it and I might comment on it or I might not. People send me all kinds of stuff. I, I don't have time for all of it because uh, I do a lot of reading, but uh, I would love to know what you're thinking about. And uh, you can send that to me or any of your thoughts at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You can email that at any time. The number once again is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. What are your New Year's resolutions? What do you hope to see God do in your life or in the church's life or even as a country? What would you like to see God do? Uh, there's some things to look forward to. Are you? Do you look forward to the Olympics? Winter Olympics are coming up. They're happening in Beijing next month. A lot of political tension will be wrapped around them, I think. Um, interesting boycotts, right? There's these diplomatic boycotts. 
And uh, do you know what diplomatic boycotts are going to accomplish? Nothing. Not a thing. It's just, I just don't think that matters at all. I don't know that we should be going. I remember when we boycotted the uh, 1980 uh, Olympic Games. That was a long time ago. And I was a kid, just to point it out. But I was, you know, paying attention to stuff as a kid. That didn't seem like a really good idea. Uh, President Carter uh, took a lot of heat uh, for doing that. He he boycotted the 1980 Olympic Games because the Soviet Union had invaded Afghanistan, full-blown invasion of Afghanistan. Uh, that worked out for them about as well as it worked out for us, I think, in a lot of ways. And uh, so I think the Olympics will be interesting, interesting to watch, but there are, is some political tension. I think that's something. If I'm going to predict something for this year, I think that foreign policy is going to be one of the big issues for this year. We're six months from now. We're going to be a lot more concerned about our relationship with China and our relationship with Russia. That's just a hunch, something that I think. Um, It's an election year, and uh, maybe uh, some of the changes that we're seeing in COVID policies is happening because it's an election year. Polls say that Americans think that America is on the wrong track by more than a two-to-one margin. What do you think? What track is America on? Are you on the two or are you the one? It's it's bigger than that, really, two-to-one. It's really 70-30. That's the margin that the average of polls say. Polls ask, you know, this right track, wrong track question. Now, before you blame your favorite political punching bag, before you blame uh, President Biden or blame President Trump or blame President whoever, That poll has been saying the same thing since 1971, generally speaking, since 19, for 50 years. You know how I know it's 50 years? Not only because of math, but because that's the year I was born, 1971. Ever since 1971, people have been feeling that the country is on the wrong track ever since I was born. Thanks, America. Thanks for that. And you might be saying, well, what, even during the Reagan years, it's morning in America. Didn't we feel better? Yes, for a brief time, we felt better, but it still only got to 50-50. It never really got to a place where we really feel like as a nation we're on the right track. And most of the time for the last 50 years, Americans have agreed that our country is on the wrong track. Right about the time we took prayer out of schools, right about the time we decided that abortion was okay, right about the time uh, several decisions like that were made. It's interesting, huh? Everything is spiritual. I promise you, the confusion that we have in our world today, it's a spiritual thing, and it matters that we think of it that way. As believers, we should pay attention to that. Why does our country think this way? I don't know, maybe because we're headed towards $40 trillion in debt. Where's that taking us? What is coming for you in 2022? Is this a good year? Maybe you've got some great things. I'd love to hear about it. You can call me at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Do you have a wedding coming up this year? Maybe you postponed your wedding because of COVID, or maybe you got engaged during COVID, so it's just kind of working out. Hopefully your venue will work out for you. Lots of people. You know what's interesting? I did. As a pastor, I thought I'd be doing a lot more funerals during COVID, but uh, I didn't. I did more weddings. I did more weddings in the last year and a half than I've done, I don't know, in that same period of time than in the past 10 years, probably. I can't explain it. Lots of people got married, or at least I was doing their their weddings. Most of them didn't have a reception. Uh, Were you one of those people, and then you're coming around to your one-year anniversary, and that's when you plan to have your reception? Um, I'm finding a lot of people are just going ahead and canceling that reception. Like, do we really need it? Nah, we don't need it. Maybe you're getting a new job. Are you part of the great resignation I'd really love to hear from you. Why are you quitting your job and what are you going to? 
what caused you to believe you should quit your job? Four and a half million people quit their job last month. It's not that people aren't usually quitting jobs. It's just that that number is much higher month to month than it usually is. It's called the great resignation. And I think it's because we had a lot of time to sit around and think. And we started wondering, what in the world are we doing? Are you going to a new school, new home, new state? Surveys came out about states that are growing faster than others, and it's Florida, Virginia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona, Utah, and Nevada, and Idaho. Christy and I have so many friends, some of you are probably listening right now in Idaho, we could actually move to Boise area and move into a neighborhood where we know half the neighborhood. We could plan our own church. It's incredible how many people are moving there. It's cold there. Uh, I don't know that I really want to do that. I like it down here in Southern California. But maybe you have those concerns. What is on your mind? You give me a call. I see your calls uh, lighting up the screen here, 888-LA-TALKS. We'll get your calls here in just a minute, 888-528-2557. Here's what I want to do, though. I want to, as we take your calls and we talk about this, I want to point something out, something that's true about our country, but I think it's also true about our own lives. The truth is about our lives, as much as we don't know about the future, as much as we're not really sure where things are headed in some ways, and there are unexpected turns that are coming, generally speaking, our lives actually go in the direction that we point them. Generally speaking for us, our lives go, uh, are actually very predictable, what's going to happen in our lives. You know, not every single thing, but they're actually very predictable. Lots of unexpected turns in the road, but generally... If we eat too much, we will gain weight. Did you know that? Um, I know that. I know that all too well. I put on the COVID-19, and getting rid of the COVID-19 is tough. If we eat too much, you're going to gain weight. If you smoke, there's a completely different line of questioning you get from your doctor for all of the rest of your healthcare questionings for your life. If you exercise regularly, you will be healthier and you will feel better. If we are kind to people, we will usually receive kindness. If we are rude to people, we will lose friends. Bible tells us that a gossip separates close friends. You know, that's true. Have you ever experienced that? It does when we talk badly about other people, and that's just kind of our routine. And we're a culture that glorifies gossip. We have entire TV networks dedicated to gossip. What's true is that you lose friends because eventually you gossip about people so much that people stop trusting you and your friendships become less and less deep, and people don't want to have real conversations with you because they're afraid you're going to share it or misinterpret it or use it against them somehow. And you used to be close friends with this person, but now you're not. Or you stir up so much trouble with people. See, these things are actually very predictable. Generally speaking, our lives are somewhat predictable on predictable paths. Now, we can't predict when somebody else's path is going to intersect ours and change what we had planned. That happens, but that's also something that's predictable. It happens. We didn't plan on uh, COVID-19 up, upsetting the whole world. You know, 2020, remember January 2020? It's funny to go back and look. All these people putting out their vision statements, vision 2020. You couldn't avoid it because of the cliche. cliche. You couldn't. Every church, you probably had a January or February vision 2020 meeting, and you laid out these plans, and these are the things you're going to do. And you say things like, oh, this is what God has planned for us to do, and hopefully you didn't say God has told me because uh, three months later God obviously didn't tell you because your plans didn't come to fruition. Everything was upset. But here's the thing. We can't plan on tragedies or unexpected events or those things that happen. But when we look at our lives, generally, when we look at our path, we can see where we're headed. Where are you headed? 
what would you like to do about it? 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Glad to be with you again today. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host, and it is fantastic to be with you today. We're talking about New Year's resolutions and the path that you're on in your life. And uh, how's it going for you? I'd love to hear your New Year's resolutions. Give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the phone number. What are your plans? What do you have coming up this year? Is it exciting? Is it something that is a challenge for you? How can we pray for you? There's a whole lot of things that we'd love to do together as we think about these things. Um, and uh, you know, those things that aren't expected. I wasn't expecting a Californian to adopt water restrictions today after all that snow we just had this weekend and all the rain we had the past couple of weeks, but uh, water restrictions are coming, whatever that means. Uh, just notice that on the news coming by. Hey, so if you are looking for something to do, something to read, if you're kind of wondering, gosh, you know what, what kinds of things should I be thinking about? A great way to start with your, your Bible reading is the book of Proverbs. And it's going to teach you wisdom, but it's also going to teach you about the path that you're on in your life. You can be an atheist. If you're listening, and I know some of you are listening and you don't know God, you don't believe in God, you're not too sure, you're kind of agnostic. You know, you're lousy agnostic, by the way, if you aren't reading the Bible. You got to read it. You know, you got to be part of it. And um, the book of Proverbs is a great way to start because it'll teach you truths about life. And we live in such a confusing time. And uh, let me tell you what, there, this is a, a time of great spiritual battle. And do not be deceived. It's spiritual. Bible tells us that, Ephesians six ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. You know, one of the reasons for New Year's resolutions to better yourself as a Christian is so that you are better able to stand your ground, to be used by God. God has placed you here to do amazing things. And when we realize what's going on in this world, that we have this great role to play, it's an incentive to get going. And we have this great book of wisdom, book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a book that is collected wisdom of Solomon, first 10 chapters or so. If you go through this book, it will it's instructions of a father to a son. It's easily translatable for a father or a mother to a daughter or mother to a son, of course. Then the rest of the book, the, the uh, next set of about 21 chapters, is just little pithy statements about the world. And most of them, generally speaking, tell you just little truths about the world. And they say, if you work hard, you will prosper. If you are lazy, you will not prosper. You know what? Generally speaking, that's true. Generally speaking, in your life, if you have taken time to work hard at something, to actually work hard, you're going to succeed. Generally speaking, that's true. And generally speaking, if you are lazy about things in life, then you're not going to succeed. That's just the way it is. That's the way the universe is rigged that way. Now, Proverbs 
uh, as clear as it is on things like that. It also gives you the idea. It also points out that sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes you work really, really hard, and because of injustice or oppression or tragedy, you're not successful. And sometimes you are super lazy, and sometimes the lazy get rewarded. You know, once in a while, a real lazy person, something pays off or they win the lottery. And you say to yourself, why does that person get blessed? Why does that person get something? That happens sometimes. The Bible's really clear about that. But generally speaking, what the Bible teaches and what we know from our life is that if you work hard, you're going to prosper. And if you don't, you're not. And you get different subjects about money, about your relationships with your kids or with your spouse, even how you take care of your pets. There are multiple things in the book of Proverbs that tell you how to live your life. You can be an atheist, and if you follow the teachings in that book, your life will be pretty good. Uh, It doesn't mean you're going to heaven. It doesn't mean that uh, you know God, um, but you should pay attention to these things. In chapter 3, it says this, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. When you think about it, isn't that something that you want? Peace and prosperity? What does it say? We've got to know the Lord. That's how you know what path you're on. Here's the thing. If you want to know where you're going, if you want to know where our country is going, you want to know what 2022 is going to look like, lift your head up from your own circumstance and look at the path you're on. If you want to know where you're going, look at the path you're on and where you're headed. It will tell you exactly where you're going in your life. This is why people understand what's happening in our country is not really that good. And it's been that way for a while. We're headed in the wrong direction we talked about in the last segment. And we've thought that for 50 years, even some moments of thinking it's better and others, generally speaking, we know we're not in the right way. You know why we're not turning it around? Because we're not turning to God. That's the reason. And, uh, you know, I don't know that we're going to. Hopefully we will. I like to think that maybe in this era that we're in where there is such a lack of truth, such a lack of trust in our institutions, such difficulty politically, the weird battles that we're having in so many ways, that maybe what's going to happen is a great revival. Don't doubt me. That's possible. It might be that we are in the end times and that Jesus is coming back soon and all that stuff. That very well could be happening, but it also could be happening that we're about to have a great revival. Do not give up hope with that. Do not stop praying for that. But the path to that revival is people turning to God, to the teachings of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. We talked about this a little bit in a previous hour, the idea of being truth tellers and what happens when we are faithful and, and we are loving with the truth is that you win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You're not just, you're not just pleasing God, but you become somebody who is trusted you become somebody who is a leader and maybe a leader of you know large groups of people, but maybe just a leader in your workplace or a leader on your street or a leader in your school, a leader wherever God has placed you. Maybe it's just that you are an influence over one person that God has placed in your life. Fine. Then you can do that. But you have to have a character. The idea of the tablet of your heart, it's your character. It's who you are as a person. Are you a loving and faithful character? You might say that about yourself. We all say that about ourselves, you know, that kind of thing. But what do other people say? Would other people say that about you? And then verse 5, probably the more famous passage here, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Isn't that what you'd like in your life, a straight path? I think so. Wouldn't you like to be able to know where things are headed? You know what people ask me all the time is, uh, Pastor Scott, or uh, what's God's will for my life? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I usually tell people it's none of your business. And they look at me and I, what do you mean it's none of my business? It's like, well, God wants you to have faith. And if he told you everything that's going to happen in your life, uh, then you wouldn't have a need for faith. You would just tip your hat at him and then you'd go along in your life because God just told you everything. So he makes you a little bit uncertain. But I say that, but I also know that God does have his will in your life. And it has to do with the people he's placed in your life. It has to do with following God's word here and leaning not on your own understanding and trusting the Lord with all of your heart. That's God's will for your life. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. It's one thing to say I'm a loving and faithful person in my heart, but it's another thing to actually be that kind of person. Do not be wise in, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That sounds pretty good. We started off this hour by talking about how sick so many people are. And obviously there's things going around and people get sick. But don't you generally want health to your body and nourishment to your bones? This is what scriptures tell you. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. That's going to matter. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrier, guest host. You can call me and share your thoughts, share your New Year's resolutions, your plans, whatever God's put on your heart to share. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the phone number, 888-528-2557. Being wise in your own eyes, it does nothing. Do you know that? If you think you're a smart person, I think that's what a lot of our political postings are and things that are just sort of nonsensical or mean that we put out there. I think it's because we think we're wise in our own eyes, but we're really not. It turns you into the political candidates you don't like. You know, why don't you like them? Because they're wrong about so much stuff, in your opinion, right? They're wrong about stuff and you're right about stuff. They're wise in their own eyes. That's what makes a bad politician. That's what makes a bad leader, wherever you are, is that you aren't really seeking what is true. You're just being manipulative. Be a truth seeker and then a truth teller. That's a good way to live your life. Really seek out what's true and then be a truth teller and then a truth liver. And note that staying away from evil gives you health and nourishment. Much of what goes wrong in our life, we bring upon ourselves. We all have done that. Every one of us. Don't feel like it's just you. We've all done it. Part of New Year's resolution is repentance. It's to turn around. It's to admit, hey, I've done things wrong. I'm going to trust in the Lord in all his ways and lean not on my own understanding. Verse 9, are you a generous person? Honor the Lord with your wealth, with all the first fruits of your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Are you a generous person? That's something to have as a New Year's resolution. Be generous. Our God is a God of abundance, not scarcity. And if you're afraid you won't have enough, uh, then you probably won't. I have found, and I'll tell you this, as a pastor, as somebody who's been in uh, the public life for a long time and kind of knows where people are, I can tell you that generous people, God seems to continue giving them money. And I'm not, I'm not, promoting some kind of health and wealth doctrine here, okay? The problem with the health and wealth stuff is that it's all about you. It's about you having a comfortable life, and if I have enough faith or if I give enough, then God's going to bless me and make me comfortable. That's not the motivation. That's not the biblical motivation for being generous. The biblical motivation for being generous is because God wants you to be generous. It's all his anyway, 
And what I have found is the most generous people who are humble, who keep it to themselves, God seems to keep blessing them. I have seen the craziest thing. I know somebody who a person he doesn't even know very well left him their house, million-dollar house. That's a Southern California house, so anywhere else in the world it's a castle, you know, that million dollars, but uh, here it's a dump, but it's a million dollars. Paid for, he sold it, he got a million dollars, he gave away almost all of it. And I think, and God just keeps doing that for this guy. Um, And he doesn't spend it all on himself. He's not super comfortable, but he is super generous, and his life is amazing. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Be a generous person. If you want a New Year's resolution, say to yourself, I'm going to be generous. Sacrifice something that you have for the kingdom of God's purpose, for God's purpose. You never know how God's going to bless you. That's something that each and every one of us can do. Are you generous? You know what? Something that's happening in our in our country is that you're no longer getting credit for as much of your uh, your nonprofit donations. You get credit for it, but what's happened is, is that the standard deduction has doubled. This happened in the uh, Trump era. He doubled your standard deduction. I mean, that's great, but what it means is, is that a lot of charitable giving that people give is no longer tax deductible, and so actually... Uh, nonprofits are losing money because accountants and are saying, well, you don't really need to give this money anymore because it's not doing anything for you. And unfortunately, people are then saying, oh, well, I guess I don't have to give it then. Uh, we shouldn't have been given that way in the meantime. What happens if uh, your giving at church suddenly becomes not tax deductible? Would you still be giving? You should be. I hope that that's not your motivation, just the tax deduction. I hope it's to serve God and his kingdom talking about making New Year's resolutions and the path that we're on. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can also email me now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back in a few moments. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, the path that we're on, and uh, some ways that you can set off this year on the right path. 888-52-TALKS, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. If you want to give me a call and join in, I'd love to hear what your New Year's resolutions are. If you've made them, do you even make them? And uh, I think that people have been so discouraged by them. So maybe some of the idea here is to just take a moment and look at the path that your life is on. Actually, your life is pretty predictable. As we've talked about, our direction of our country has been pretty predictable for 50 years and kind of where we're headed. And everybody seems to know that. I think people just aren't really sure what to do. But in your own life, where you have some more control, you do have some things that you can do. Let me give you a couple of things. If you need a New Year's resolution, and maybe those will just sound a little bit pastoral, okay, but start off with prayer. Just do it. Find a place, find a a prayer chair in your house, someplace where you can go by yourself for a few minutes and just pray. And if you have to pray, God, I don't know how to pray. Well, great. God will teach you how to pray. If you just need to sit and be quiet for a while and ask God, just say, God, tell me what you need to tell me or ask God for wisdom for something you're going through, or pray for other people. Sometimes people say, I don't know what to pray for. You don't? Everybody I know is sick. Pray for every one of them. 
but don't just pray for their healing. Pray that they are used by God so that they're healed so that they can get back on mission. That's the point of being healed. The second one, of course, is get into the word. You know, the interesting thing about the world today and the Bible today is that it is more available than it's ever been. There are apps on your phone. If you've got a smartphone, and many of you do, the Bible is with you everywhere you go, everywhere you go. You know, you can read the Bible while you're standing in line at the grocery store, wherever you're at. Go get a go get a Bible app. Just search and find one. They got them in every different version. There's reading plans. There's all kinds of things on there. You know, it's amazing. Until they shut that down, you've got it with you all the time. You should have a print version. I talked about that one time, and somebody came up afterward. And uh, at first, I didn't I didn't really appreciate what she was saying. She said, "You can't tell people to get the digital Bible." I said, "Well, why not?" She said, "Because one day they might change it or get rid of it, and then they won't have a Bible. They need a print Bible." I said, "Well, okay." And, you know, I thought about it for a while, and I thought, you know, as we, we're kind of looking at all the censorship going on today, I'm amazed, actually, that the Bible is still something you can get in the app store. There probably is going to be a time where you don't have that available. So get yourself a really good print Bible. Get yourself one with a little larger print because you might need it for a long time, and your eyes are going to go at some point. But in the meantime, get yourself a print Bible, but also get yourself a digital one so you've always got it with you. And just read it. Find a reading plan. Go through it. If you don't need, can't figure out a reading plan, read Proverbs. Just read it. 31 days, you can have the whole thing read if you just did a chapter a day. But another thing you can do, and here's something, and I'm stealing this idea from somebody else, but I've been doing it myself for several years. And I, get, I got this idea actually from Andy Stanley at a conference I went to. And, you know, we look out in the world and we see all the homeless and we see people struggling with um, drugs and alcohol. We see people who are dealing in areas of uh, human trafficking. We see issues with immigration and uh, migrants. We see issues with uh, just people who are struggling in school. Kids, we talked about that in the last hour. So many kids are struggling today. Maybe you're a tutor. There's something that God has specifically put on your heart. There's something that when you're watching TV or you're listening to the show or you're looking at the news, whatever, that affects you differently than it affects other people. There's something that when you watch it, you get outraged or you get emotional or you get passionate, and maybe your spouse doesn't see it the same way or your best friends don't see it the same way, but you do. See, the thing is, is that they're going to get more emotional and passionate about something else. You're going to get passionate about something. Figure out a way to be involved. And then usually the reason that you don't is because you look at it and you go, it's so helpless. How in the world uh, do I help? Here's, here's the solution. You ready? Do for one what you wish you could do for everybody. Do for one person what you wish you could do for every person. I'll tell you what, it's an incredible thing. I have adopted this in my life as a pastor. Now, there's lots of people just as a pastor that I'm helping, right? I'm the guy that you call. I had somebody once call me in the middle of the night uh, because her father had rolled out of bed and hit his head on the end table. Her dad had Alzheimer's. And he fell out of bed, his head at the end table, and he's bleeding all over the place. And she calls me at midnight. Oh, pastor, what should I do? And I said, is he bleeding? And I said, she goes, oh, yeah, all over the place. I said, well, does it look like he needs stitches probably? Oh, he's definitely going to need stitches. And I said, okay, well, you need to hang up with me and call 911. And they'll come get him, and they'll take care of him. And after that's done, you can call me back. And she said, oh, thank you. It's the funniest call. Right, but she really struggled. So I, I get, you know, as a pastor, there's different things that I'm doing as part of my job. But it gets overwhelming for your pastor 
or for people who work in a lot of these fields where you're really helping people because you can't help everybody. You can't take every phone call and you can't help every person who's asking you for help. Even if you have the ability, even if you know what to do, you don't have enough time or you don't have enough money for everybody. But you know what? You have enough time and enough money and enough in, uh, intelligence and enough skill to help one person at a time. Do for one person what you wish you could do for everybody. I'll tell you what, I've adopted this and I found myself in some great ways of helping people, like really helping them, like really helping a homeless person not be homeless, really helping a sick person deal with his finances. One time I got involved with somebody who, he had so many problems. He called me to the hospital. He had no family, no friends. He was a very sick person and frankly, a hard person to be around for multiple reasons. But he became my one person. And uh, he, in some ways, was the hardest, but the most rewarding. He finally passed away. And I'm still involved with him because I'm a witness in a court case, and there's a lot of weird things going on with his, uh, uh, some money that was left to him. He didn't really have his own estate, but he had an estate. It was a funny thing. I ended up being his power of attorney when he was sick in the hospital. The hospital's calling me, and I'm making life decisions for this guy far way above and beyond uh, what you normally would do. But I can't do that for everybody. I would love to really help everybody, but I can't. But I could for one person. Is there somebody in your life, if you want to do something amazing this year, find one person that to the glory of God, you can help. Maybe it's somebody that you mentor. Maybe it's somebody that you coach. Maybe it's somebody that you tutor. Maybe you do have a heart for people with substance abuse and you go talk to that person. Maybe there's somebody who's pretty messed up. Um, but you really go work with them. Maybe you go volunteer at the mission and you find somebody that for some reason, God has just put that person on your heart and in your life that you really help. Be generous. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you some sleepless nights maybe. But do for one what you wish you could do for others. Don't put yourself in a position where you feel responsible for everything that person does. Most of these cases are you know, some of them you have tremendous success with, and it's wonderful. Some of them you don't. Some of them you just don't have success. I had somebody I was with who could not be convinced that the heroin wasn't going to kill him, and it did kill him. And he was convinced that uh, his body his body makeup was different than other people. That's why he could tolerate it. Uh, and he couldn't. Uh, and I worked really hard with that guy, and it was heartbreaking when he OD'd. And he did. That can happen. But you know what? I think that I... I glorified God. He was led to the Lord in that process. He got baptized. I think it was true. I think he really believed in God. He couldn't get to the place where he could get off that terrible drug. But I think he got saved. And as heartbreaking as that was, as much as I wish I would have said this, and I wish I would have done that, and I wish I would have been, you know, there's different things you do. It's still such a blessing. Do for one what you wish you could do for others. And the next thing to do to make a New Year's resolution is to enjoy today. Just enjoy today. There is so much fear out there. Fear with the coronavirus, fear with all kinds of stuff, fear in our politics. Take some time to enjoy today. I mean, how many of us just can't enjoy the day? You know, turn off the news. The news is terrible. I don't know if we should watch it at all. I mean, what good is it really doing? But take a moment every single day, whatever your situation is, and enjoy today. Do what you can. Go to the beach. 
just go. We, if you're in Southern California, you probably, you know, if you are uh, west of the mountains, you can probably get to the beach within an hour, just about anywhere, depending on the traffic. Go to the beach. Find a good place to go for a walk. There, when was the last time you walked up and down the Santa Monica Pier? Really? You, you see it in pictures and you drive by and you say, it's not too far away, is it? You know, it's a little run down, but there's, you know, it's still kind of a nice thing to do. Do it. Find a good place to go walk. If you are in uh, San Diego, walk along the Embarcadero. Did you know there's a Bob Hope Memorial down there? You you get to the end, it's over by where the Midway is, and there's a bronze statue of Bob Hope. And he's got a microphone and he's telling jokes, and the jokes are all hilarious. There's a speaker and you hear the jokes. But surrounding him are other bronze statues of men and women who represent all the different branches of the military, but also the different wars that we have fought in the last century where Bob Hope actually went to go entertain the troops. And it's a very moving place. It's very enjoyable. Get out and do that. Go to the tourist attractions that people come from all over the world to our our town to be a part of. You don't have to spend money. Go to the ones that are free and check them out. Walk along the shores Go to the mall and just watch people. It can be hilarious. Figure out what the best coffee place is in town. Get coffee in different places. If you can't leave or can't go very far, go for a walk down your own street. Maybe you're going to meet your neighbors and you're going to find a new friend. Uh, Wouldn't it be great to actually know our neighbors? Imagine what God can do in that relationship. Just get outside if you can. Go somewhere and breathe without a mask. If you're a person who wears a mask everywhere you go, you you got to get out of that somewhere. Go somewhere where you can look straight ahead, not down at your phone, and breathe, and just celebrate that you know the Lord. It's good for you. It's better for depression. It's better for a clear mind. It's better for your body. It's better for your relationship with God. And you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. I don't know what's coming in 2022. I don't know if it's going to be... Uh, an easier year than the last couple of years or not. I have no idea. But the thing is, is that when you're focused on Christ, whatever happens in your life this year, it can be joyful. It can be full of joy. Joy not because of your circumstances, but joy because you know where you're headed. And you're headed into everlasting life with Christ. You're headed into relationships with people who you can show Christ to. You're headed into a place where the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding can make you get over the fear and the terrible uh, uh, stuff that we're told every day through the media, through our news, social media. Be encouraged. 2022 could be the best year of your life. Lift up your head, look down the path of your life and ask yourself where you're headed and fix your eyes on Jesus and get right with him. I can help you with that. You can reach out to me. You can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Would love to hear from you. And uh, I want to also encourage you, our radio family here, to go to our radio website, kkla.com. There's a lot of information on there, a lot of things that can be helpful, a lot of fun is on there as well. And that's kkla.com in Los Angeles and kprz.com in San Diego. This is the Southern California Live program. We're on every day at uh, 3 o'clock, and I'll be back with you tomorrow. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for this week. It's been a pleasure being with you. I hope you have a fantastic evening. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.